Does your small business have a marketing plan in place? Well, if not, we got to talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios. Cardio Miracle is quite literally the number one heart health supplement in the world. Is your heart health holding you back from living your life to the fullest? Well, now you can take control and make a change with Cardio Miracle. Nitric oxide is the number one ingredient and it helps improve circulation by relaxing blood vessels, lowering blood pressure, and of course, reducing inflammation. And oh, by the way, gents, it also helps with your sexual health. So if you want to go ahead and support our studio sponsor, Cardio Miracle, head to CardioMiracle.com. Use code TBNS at checkout for 15% off your order. All right, folks, going forward, let's talk digital marketing today. Uh, And with that, to return to the show. Now, you know me, right? I like to talk about sales, but I need help talking about some marketing today. And to join me, uh, return to the show, the good uh, one and only Remzo Martinez. Welcome back to the We Are Libertarians Network and welcome back to the Brian Nichols Show. Brian, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me on a Sunday at at the time we're recording. You know, I want to give some praise to Brian. A lot of people don't know what it's like to host a podcast, nonetheless a podcast that's several days a week. So the fact that he's taking time on a Sunday afternoon of all days to do this, uh, y'all should really reward him for his dedication and everything. Give him that five-star review and all that jazz. So there you go, Brian. You can send me my check later. Uh, Yeah, it's in the mail. Um, Already got uh, dated for today. Uh, No, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. And uh, frankly, it's, it's been weird not having you here on the network anymore. Uh, you, you were on the network for a couple of years and you've recently ventured off doing your own thing uh, and also working with Mark Claire on Second Print Comics, uh, which you're going into the world of uh, the culture, right? And bringing uh, not so much a world of politics to the world of culture, but just talking about culture and actually influencing the politics through there, which I think is really cool. But you've also been doing a lot in helping coach and, and teach respectively, you know, businesses, but also small business owners in the world of marketing. And I, that's why we wanted to have you on the show today. You just had a brand new ebook, the Small Business Owners Digital Marketing Handbook. It's 70 pages of just true goodies, right? Uh, from, from starting out why digital marketing is important, how to implement digital marketing, SEO, content strategies, all that in between. And, and Remzo, I think this is a great, quite literally, resource for anyone in the small business world to have as kind of mapping out their marketing plans. So let's do this before we dig into the meat and potatoes of your ebook. I would love to kind of get some context and where did this, uh, this idea start and what really drove you to go ahead and uh, start writing this new ebook? I'm really lucky in the fact that I've gotten to work in the world of politics, entertainment, publishing, uh, media. And with that, you get to meet a lot of different people and you get a lot of unique challenges. The big thing that I've seen, though, is that regardless of where you go, whether it's public sector, private sector or the nonprofit realm, uh, a lot of the same challenges seem to come into play, especially when an organization is building a new marketing strategy. So over the years, I've gotten really good at identifying the basic problems and not just coming up with band-aids to uh, make things easier for a couple months or a few quarters, but really you know, settling permanent issues. So that way you're not just leaping from one project to another starting from the beginning, but you're actually putting yourself in a position to grow. And I find that the information now on how to get the the solution to those problems is more democratized online than ever before. But the problem is, is that you're working entrepreneur, you're a small business owner who has been struggling 
to you know make overhead and expand and give themselves a day off, especially since 2020, it, it's become harder because these these people take so much time and effort to become skilled experts in the field or industry that they're in that this idea of suddenly having to become an expert in marketing. It, it, it just overwhelms them. In 2020, I was put in a very precarious situation. I had an employer that went ahead and uh, you know decided to cut employee pay while at the same time taking all of that government money for paycheck protection. Jeez. And what they said was, well, you know, you can always go drive Uber. But the one thing that I realized at the time was that you know it wasn't going to be a, a situation that resolved itself. I had to get busy. So the one thing I could do without making any problems was I did small business consulting. Um, the pandemic was only positive for one thing. It forced everybody online. Then there were a whole bunch of other negative things, which far outnumbers that. But the big thing was that it forced businesses that never had an online presence or did not um, you know, take advantage of an online presence and it forced them into that. And for many, they were lucky with the fact that there was a demand for them, especially in the food and beverage restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. However, others just didn't understand how they could get themselves on there. They yep. didn't know if their customers were there. They didn't know how to effectively reach out to people who didn't even know about their product or service. And that's where I came in. I worked with everybody from, you know, moms starting e-commerce dropshipping businesses to nail salons, uh, in Iowa. I spoke to everybody from folks that sold custom flags to writing content for um, education startups where they were creating educational toys for children. And what I realized was that while the product might change, while the brands might change, a lot of the solutions that these people were looking for were the same. And the one thing I wanted to empower these entrepreneurs to do was to come up with the solutions themselves and to create something so that way they weren't always having to pay people like me to do it. Now, I'll gladly work with anybody, but the thing is, i I felt that a lot of people in the digital marketing space were taking far too much advantage of folks who had good intentions and not a lot of money. And they were focused on making quick sales instead of developing long-term relationships. So over the years, what I've done, and I did this through my podcast on the run, there are over 270 episodes of that, which people can listen to. I do this through my on the run newsletter, which continues to this day. I do this through appearances such as this. I provide resources that help people understand what it is they need, understand what it is they don't need. So then when they come to me or somebody else, they actually know what it is they're asking for. So that way their money is being spent the best way and they can actually tell what the results are. So with this new free ebook and preface, I'm not even building an email list of this. I'm just giving it out for you free sure because right. I even needed a resource to you know, help people kind of figure out how to talk to me about this because it could be like speaking a new language. I did this because the American entrepreneur is struggling. The small business owner, you know, um, one out of four that went ahead and shut their doors for two weeks or more in 2020 never opened up again. Yep. We see the consolidation of real estate, commercial real estate, small businesses being bought out by Vanguard, BlackRock. Um, the, the world is becoming more challenging. And as we're in this pseudo recession, because anyone's saying that, well, technically it's not, go ahead and see what the cost of anything at Costco is. I went ahead and paid $10 for one thing 10 months ago, and now I'm paying $19.99 for another thing now. It's ridiculous. We're hitting, in my humble opinion, more than 5% inflation. It feels more like 5 to 10%. How are entrepreneurs supposed to grow? How are they supposed to help their employees? You know, uh, Wages are stagnant, despite the fact that they theoretically went up. <laughs> Um, you know, this is a world where your marketing can help you and I want to help you help yourself.
there's there's the the argument for why this is important. Now let's start talking about some of the specifics, right? And I think number one, one of the most important things when talking about that online presence, digital marketing, is creating that strong uh, that strong uh, personal brand, that strong persona. So let's kind of dig through there, Remzo. What are some of the keys that you found in helping build that strong online presence? Is it websites? Is it social media? A combination of uh, of the two, or is there other things I didn't mention that are crucial to having a strong online? persona. As you know, in sales, it's about meeting where your customer is at. And that transcends into the world of marketing. You can't go to places and just, you know, understand this. You got to go where people are. So if you don't, if you're complaining, well, no one finds me online. Well, it's because you're you're not where you're going to be discovered. If you don't have a website, how are you going to get found on Google? If you don't have social media, how are you going to take advantage of free and affordable advertising opportunities? So it's about finding where your people are. And it's taking advantage of, you know, there are free website tools out there. There, you know, social media is still free. It's a pay-to-play system to say the least, but it's still free. So what, what you need to do is you need to get where people are. And then you need to understand the language of how um, your customer finds you. You know, most everything is content entertainment driven. That's why we have a doom scrolling problem. It's why the average American uh, averages like three to 10 hours of just phone consumption of meaningless entertainment a week. So how do wait, you take wait, advantage per of week? That? Three to 10 hours per week? Per week. I would Holy even say hell. it was larger than that. Uh, yeah, but still, you when you hear at, those numbers, it actually just kind of catches you off guard because that you, you you know it's a thing, but now you're quantifying it and just it catches you off guard. Sorry, continue. It, it, it feels pervasive. I mean, I'm it a victim does. of that as well. Um, but, you know, it, it's about taking advantage of the free resources out there. So you, you got to go on there. And then the biggest thing is, you know, how are you going to communicate with people? Not everyone needs to be on TikTok. Not everyone needs to be blogging, but you need some form of content marketing, putting out the feelers out there. I call it lure content. What are people looking for? And the question always comes down to what is an average problem that your customer has that you can solve for them? So, you know, the, the biggest thing that I find from, you know, really smart people is that they just think of this idea as I don't want to go there because I don't want to have to start from zero. But understand, it's better to go somewhere and have to slowly build up than stick where you're at and slowly continue to fall behind. I meet people still today who don't have a social media presence, who never updated their website since the time they paid some teenager to build it for them, who don't understand what it's like to go ahead and just build a free newsletter list or or get a CRM tool so you can keep up with your customers. So realistically, well, for people who are more sophisticated in this, they're like, well, this is just a, you know, a, a basic thing. I'm still in the year 2023 having these conversations with people. Why haven't you updated your website? Why aren't you producing some basic free content to put out a month? Why aren't you on social media? So really, if you're not taking advantage of the free resources out there, and you don't even have to build a sophisticated website, Linktree, beacons.ai. There's so many free tools out there that can immediately provide you the basic things that you need. Customers don't care about a super sophisticated website as long as it's not confusing and it's to the point. It's amazing what you could get away with now. And the fact that you just have one, right? I mean, I've worked yeah. with so many local candidates and I, I like, okay, do we have a website? And they just look at me like I have four heads. And I'm like, guys, even though you're running for local office, you still got to have a website. You got to have some local uh, presence in that online space. And with that, this goes to the next part I want to raise up and also some content that people can leverage because it's not just they want to see you have a website. They want to see value. They want to get a, a sneak peek 
peek behind the curtain. What is this person bringing to me in terms of value from their services, right? So when we talk about creating value in the terms of content marketing, it's stuff like this, right? Where we're having conversations and folks can sit down and listen at their own time and hopefully get some, some nice valuable chunks from this that they will say, yeah, I can take this and use it in my day-to-day -day life. But that's just a piece of that puzzle, Remzo. Help us better understand what does a holistic content marketing strategy look like? Hey folks, I just got off the phone with my good buddy Khaled from Serpent Networks. They're a national leader in strategic technology and this is what he said. Way too many small businesses out there are getting stuck with reactive, not proactive IT support. So Serpent Networks takes a different approach, a more optimized approach aligned with your business's goals to drive productivity, revenue, and growth. Transform your IT into a profit driver, not a money taker. Go to serpentnetworks.com and schedule your free consultation today. And now back to the show. It's basically this. It's always building upon two things, trust and value. First, they want to know that you actually know what you're talking about. They want to know that the typical questions or concerns that the average customer has, has been answered and is routinely being touched upon. You got to build that trust factor. But secondly, you've got to go ahead and show the brand, show the product, show the service. You have to go ahead and let people in and build that comfort with working with you. Um, you know, a general content strategy is a mix of addressing immediate concerns to solve the answers that people, I'm sorry, solve the questions that people have a question to right now, as well as walking them through the process and letting them know that, you know, this isn't the first time we've done this. It works. Let us go ahead and provide that solution for you. That comes with every business, every industry, everything. Everyone has a problem they need solved. And you have to stand out and let people know that you know how to solve it. People want to work with experts. If I, you know, and I've, I've applied this to people that work in everything uh, you know, let's take let's take woodworking for an example. How are you going to stand out if you have two people? One guy just has a generic website that has a list of options of things that he makes. But what about the guy that has a weekly podcast where he's teaching you tips for people who are interested in working, how to build a canoe, how to find the tools, you know, people who could provide certain specialty services for certain things, even if it's five minutes, even if it has like 50 downloads a week, you stand out from the other guy. What if you wrote some how-to blogs, generic questions? The other guy doesn't have that. You're helping your customer figure out how to best provide that. You're also connecting with their interests, with the things that they're passionate about or the things that they are going to invest a large amount of their time or money in. So it's not just creating something for nothing. What you're doing is you're building that trust and you're showing the value of what it is that you're doing. People want to work with experts. They don't want to work with Joe Schmo who they can't rely on. And, and that goes into, okay, well, you know what? I'm doing this stuff. I'm putting stuff out. You mentioned some, some numbers there. How do I know that I'm doing well? How do you measure that success in, in marketing? And I know this is one thing when I was bringing marketing to one of my old companies as a, a needed part of our, our uh, attack and when we're reaching out to our marketplace, I got some pushback, namely because, well, Brian, I need to be able to quantify that this is a worthy investment. So, Remzo, how do you recommend to folks out there when they're maybe putting in a marketing campaign online for the first time, how do I know it's actually being successful, number one? And number two, how do I go back, look at some actual data, look at some actual numbers and be able to make the case, yeah, quantifiably, this is helping us accomplish our goals? I'm going to go ahead and terrify people with some verbiage and some acronyms. Uh -oh. 
lead generation and KPIs, key performance indicators. Uh, nobody works in any industry without having to prove one or the other. And I think a lot of marketers over the past five years got very lazy with it because what they basically said was, well, I was really just trying to grow your Instagram. No one ever said that I had to convert. I was trying to get you web traffic, but no one ever said it had to convert. You have to go ahead and justify a funnel in which you're building that trust. Discovery, accessibility, peaking interest and a call to action. How is the actual conversion out there? You're going to see other things online where it's basically like this funnel, like this inverted pyramid, but that's how I really justify it. Just in those big things. How are you discovering people? How are you building upon that relationship? How are you establishing trust and what what's the call to action? So what you need to do is you need to go ahead and find where your customer is. You have to go ahead and increase the pool of people who are aware, and then you need to develop a strategy in which you're funneling them in because they're qualified leads. They're people who are more likely to take action. And then from there, you're establishing your, pre, your uh, key performance indicators. You're basically showing that the money that was spent to go ahead and get in front of this group of people has resulted in it dwindling down to the most qualified customers who are going to buy a product or service from you and are most likely to become repeat customers again. Once you go ahead and set that up within 30, 60, 90 days, usually I tell people you, you got to spend a few months on this. I have too many people who are like, well, can we give it a week and then figure it out? It's like, no, this is a relationship that you're building over time. If you do not establish that, you know, you don't get one night stands. You very rarely, unless you're like McDonald's or in anything else, you rarely get one night stands. But then again, I don't want to begrudge McDonald's because McDonald's has been developing relationships with people for generations. And it still comes down to that. Do they really need a commercial for the quarter pounder of cheese? No. What they're doing is they're basically saying you could go anywhere else, but no one will ever deliver the happiness that we deliver because it's reliable. And it's the same as when you were a child. I, I like that you use the McDonald's example. I like to use the Disney example. I'm like, show of hands to the tens of thousands of folks out there in the audience right now who are listening. Who here has never heard of Disney, right? And everybody sits there with their hands down because, of course, everybody's heard of Disney. And yet... When I sit down and I'm watching a, you know, a Super Bowl Sunday or you know, name, name whatever events you're watching on TV, guarantee you're going to see at least one, maybe two Disney ads. And it's not because people don't know who Disney is. It's because they're continuing to not only plant that seed of, of Disney, keeping at the top of your, your list and top of your mind, but frankly, they're trying to reestablish that relationship that maybe they've lost. Or maybe they're trying to rekindle a, a certain type of aesthetic that they maybe had at one, one point in time, trying to, to, again, reach the customers. I love that you mentioned that meet people where they're at on the issues they care about, right? That's maybe like a little slogan we have here in the show, but truly, Remzo, that's where sales and marketing really come together, right? Is that you have to know what your customers care about. And with that, not just when you're in the world of sales, always going back to that concern, but in marketing, you're addressing those concerns. What are they searching for? What questions are they asking? And being able to, to present yourself top of mind. I love that. And, and with that though, right, we're, we're talking about this. This all sounds easy, right? This sounds like, oh, okay, just go ahead and get Remzo's book. I'm gonna be able to put a marketing uh, campaign here for my digital environment, no problem. It's gonna be super easy, super smooth. And yet I, I got a sneaky suspicion, Remzo, it's not that easy. I'm sure there's going to be some common objections or common concerns or issues that will pop up as we're going through this digital marketing strategy. What are some of the ones you've uncovered that are more consistent there that probably a majority of the business are going to experience at some point in time or, or another? 
One is that you have a manager and, mm. and typically this manager is already doing like five or six things. They're the chief cook. They're the bottle washer. They're the guy that takes out the trash. They're the front, they're the, you know, they're, they're the person that's going to be front facing of the customer most of the time. You have to ask yourself, what is the bandwidth of which you can already stretch yourself then? Because the sad thing is, is that a lot of small businesses, especially if you're dealing with a staff of under 20 people, this idea that you're going to go ahead and implement a marketing strategy that you can go ahead and just task somebody with to go ahead and manage, you're going to overwhelm that person. So first you need to really ask yourself, is this something one, we can go ahead and create a new position for? Is this something we can automate or is this something we can contract out? You need to ask your bandwidth because I have far too many people that want to go ahead and take on 20 million different things. And the problem is, is that the most you can probably do is evaluated after a campaign is done. I don't think you need to make your own graphics. I don't think you need to schedule your own content. I think for a lot of people, you can at the beginning, and a lot of business owners have to do this because they're trying to establish their brand. But you really need to ask yourself, what is the bandwidth? So sometimes hiring somebody full-time or part-time is the answer to that. Sometimes contracting somebody out a few hours a week is the answer to that. You have to ask for your bandwidth. Secondly, you know, while there are many free resources out there, the truth is, is that you've got to spend money to make money. You have to go ahead and understand how much money are you willing to spend across a 90-day period to test this out. I've never met anybody that tried a marketing campaign who did not learn something because immediately they're like, well, we spent X amount of money and we got you know a negative return on it. What you just did was you experimented with what didn't work. So now that you know what didn't work, the answer is right there of what you have to do. Reevaluate, zero in on the things that were efficient, take out the things that weren't, and then you narrow in on that. Marketing is constant, whether it's a, you know, a specific campaign or whether it's a long-term brand building campaign. You're going to have to spend some money with it, and it's not a quick thing. Prepare for a long-term uh, mission because if you're not marketing, you're not making sales. That's that's the scary thing. And I think the animosity between people who are primarily marketing and primarily working sales, they're, they're really missing the mark. The, pro the thing about marketers is that you are providing the immediate answer to people that have an immediate problem. The thing for sales is that the people have already identified, hopefully through your marketing, um, through your marketing capabilities, is that you can provide the solution. Your job as a salesperson is to go ahead and provide the immediate solution and then give the follow-on options. You are taking the relationship from the person that has developed the trust, the marketer, and you are carrying that for the rest of the life cycle so that the marketer can go ahead and bring in new people. They bring in the new people, you upsell and continue to get revenue from the existing people who you've built a relationship with. It's all long-term. It all takes a little bit of money, but you have to go into it with that mindset. And I'm not saying you have to start with thousands of dollars. For most small businesses, a few hundred dollars can bring you thousands long-term. So get this idea out ahead of, well, I just did the free resources. The free resources get you started. The free resources is what helps you catch up to the start of the line. You've got to do the work to continue to push out. Yes. Oh, okay. So here, we'll, we'll tell a quick story here. Story time. Um, so folks maybe don't realize uh, a lot of changes in my personal life. Yeah, I had a kid. I moved. Uh, and with that also, um, yeah, I, I got a new job, uh, believe it or not, for my day job. And with that... I'm uh, now leading the national sales development for a, a large contact center uh, software company. And one of the things that I've been working on is actually quite literally piecing together the marketing teams and the sales teams. Uh, because at the end of the day, sales dev, sales development is trying to help 
uncover new opportunities for the business to grow. And with that, I was like, marketing is going to be a huge piece of this puzzle to not only help establish brand recognition, but also right there, Remzo, give value, solve the problems first. So the first thing I did was I actually went out and I one of those I, I didn't ask for permission, but uh, didn't end up needing to be asking for forgiveness, but more so it's needing some help with formatting from uh, from marketing to, for the ebook that I made. And it was uh, 10 common mistakes that uh, contact centers make and how to fix them. And in the ebook, I kid you not, I did not mention my company's name once. I did not mention our product set once. I did not mention our features and benefits once. I only went through and addressed the common mistakes and how quite literally anybody in a leadership role at a, uh, a call center environment could go ahead and fix them. And with that, to your point, addressing the number one concerns or many concerns that your customer has. And now what we've done, we've been giving value. Folks start to establish the connection. Okay, this company is giving me something and I'm getting something from that, right? So now when the time comes that they're in a buying mode, they're now looking for something out there to help solve a pain point, you should be top of mind. Real life example, I, I again, in the world of sales dev, I'm constantly looking for sales enablement tools. And there's a one company called Gong.io, G-O-N-G. And I had looked at them probably four years ago for my old company and ended up from a budgeting standpoint, didn't work out, but they, they give so much in terms of content. If I'm looking for, you know, what are the top call scripts that work based on their actual science digging into like millions of sales calls that they have recorded and AI has gone through and analyzed what phrases work the best, what's the best cadences, all that kind of stuff, I would go to them consistently. Well, guess what? All of a sudden, I'm here at my new company, and all of a sudden, I'm in the sales dev role again, and all of a sudden, I'm in a position to bring in a sales enablement tool. Guess who was top of my list? Gong. And that is the exact reason that this marketing approach works. And frankly, why I firmly believe, Remzo, marketing and sales are in fact BFFs, and you cannot have success if you have one without the other. That's kind of my overall thoughts there in marketing, Remzo. But how about this? We're going towards the tail end of the episode, and this is obviously something that folks are going to be getting a lot of value from, but this is just the beginning of the conversation. You mentioned it. This is a, a piece of the puzzle for a long-term play. So give us kind of like, a, I guess, the spark notes as we're, we're going towards the end here, Remzo, of things people need to keep in mind as they're starting to implement a brand new digital marketing campaign, things they should be looking out for, concerns they should you know keep an eye on as well, or just general feedback that you want to make sure folks have as they go towards uh, you know actually implementing this into their systems. Oh boy, that, that's a good one, Brian. So I'm gonna have to do this off the top of my head. One, you gotta go where your customer is. We've talked about that enough. I cannot stress that enough. If you're not on social media, you need to go on social media. If you don't have a website, it's time to work on that. If you don't have an email list, guess what? You don't own any of the contacts that you've gained from anywhere else. So what are you doing? You, you got to go ahead and develop the basic tools that you need to operate in the 21st century. A lot of them are free. Secondly, you got to go ahead and work with somebody who's going to immediately uh, work with you to, dis to discover your bandwidth. What do you want to do? What do you not want to do? Like I said at the beginning, you've spent so much time becoming an expert in whatever it is you do, do you really have time to become an expert marketer? So work with those people. Bring in somebody full-time, part-time, or contract them out hourly to help you in those deficient areas. I do that in my own life um, because you, you only have so many hours in a day and you've got to work on building things. You need somebody to help sustain that. Uh, third, 
is that there are resources out there that are going to help you long term. You, I doubt that there's any question that you can't find an online resource for. What I did with this book was I condensed all of that into just one resource so you don't have to spend hours checking it out. So go ahead and find me on Instagram at GoRemzo. That's G-O-R-E-M-S-O. Hit me up at HeyRemzo.com or just go to my link tree, uh, link tree slash HeyRemzo, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. The book is right there and it's absolutely free. It's 90 pages of things that I have had to coalesce over the last couple of years that are from great resources and other places. And I put it into one thing to help you. Um, the one thing that's brand new now and people have been talking about for the last couple of years, but I'm telling you, there are AI solutions that are available and affordable that you need to go ahead and start implementing. Um, whether it's scheduling tools, whether it's automated response tools, whether it's copywriting tools, imagery, AI is actually your best friend. And I can't name a single individual or industry where it cannot provide some effort. But in marketing, it is the difference between just doing well to get by and 10xing your work. So understanding where to automate is going to go ahead and give you, your team, your contractors, the opportunity to work on that continual building. Just getting by is good enough, but good enough is not going to help you continue to compete, especially, you know, it solves, um, you know, it's, you're not wasting as much time doing mundane things. It's a creative idea generator. It's a content creator. So it's working with that. And, and lastly, um, you know, you don't need a hundred thousand people to see you online if zero of them end up actually converting into actual customers. What you need to do is you need to know how to what what's going to work with you. Develop a plan over time. Understand that you're going to fail at certain things, but all of that is helping narrow down to what works for you. Because after that, marketing becomes you know, the actual practice of developing content, getting stuff out there, that will become repetitive. What I want for you is to get excited about new initiatives, new products, uh, bringing attention back to things that people want, but they don't know about. It should become fun over time because you did the hard work, you established all your blocks, you got everything set up. So the hard work of it is really just coming down to being creative. And I think that's where a lot of people uh, get into marketing and then they begin to really understand it. It's your friend. It should not be a time-consuming, money-wasting thing. If it is, something is wrong. And that's why I hope that this book will help you. This will help. This is a free resource that other marketers can do uh, to help themselves and to help with their clients. But I wrote it with small business owners in mind, people who have no clue what I'm talking about. Because if you and I can speak the same language, then I'm going to get you exactly what you need. And I'd rather start with you with just understanding things and we build a relationship over time than just those flash in the pan sales that don't give marketers a uh, you know, a good name that, you know, spend a lot of money real fast. And it's like, well, I moved on to the next person. Bye. No, th this is something that you have to understand. You don't have to become an expert in it, but you got to understand it. And I hope that this book, which is free, can help you out. And we'll make it easier for folks to go ahead and find that. All I got to do is go to the show notes. It'll be right there for you. So please go ahead, give it a click and download this entirely free ebook. Number one, number two, please go support Remzo. You can find him at Hey Remzo on social medias and uh, Remzo website. Is that available for folks as well? That's heyremso.com, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. You can see it in the, if you're watching the YouTube, I'm poking it right here right on, the side, yeah. on the side, on the side, you know, thing. Uh, you can also just find me on, on LinkedIn. 
if that's easy for you too, Remzo W. Martinez. You'll see my bright and shining face right there. Rock and roll. All right, folks. Well, there is your call to action. I'll be the sales guy, Remzo. Go get this ebook, please. It's going to help you guys do uh, amazing things in the world of digital marketing. And of course, you can go ahead and uh, thank Remzo for that. So, Remzo, thank you for joining us here in the show. And folks, if you got some value from today's episode, you know the drill. Go ahead, give it a share. And when you do, please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. And where can you find the show? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Music. If you're going for the audio version of the show, or if you're looking for the video version, we're on YouTube, Rumble, Sovereign, S-O-V-R-E-N, and uh, over on X.com where we're uploading the entirety of the episodes there uh, as well. And by the way, for Sovereign, yeah, that is a Ben Swan's entity, which I'm very excited to be supporting because they're uh, helping champion a lot of folks out there in the independent content creator world. So uh, by the way, if you are joining us on Sovereign, congratulations. You're seeing today's episode before anybody else. That's your Sovereign exclusive. And with that being said, yes, folks, please go ahead and support our studio sponsor, Cardio Miracle. Link is there in the show notes as well. Use code TBNS for 15% off your order. That's all we have for you. With that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Remzo Martinez. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.